y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. Today, you are joining me for part two of the conversation I had with my sisters. This part of the conversation is about the death of our father and the effects that event had on us. We will also talk about our relationship now as adult sisters. There's plenty of laughter and tears throughout. Before we get to it, though, I want to read this article I found the other day entitled, Reasons Your Big Sister is the Most Important Person in Your Life. This article expresses how I feel about these three wonderful women. It says, Your big sister is your best friend, your biggest protector, and your greatest critic at the same time. While she can bring you to tears or drive you mad once in a while, she is still your best and unconditional friend no matter what. I hope you will enjoy this real conversation. So January of 1994 was probably, um, uh, I don't know what, what we would call it, a time that was maybe a turning point for all of us or our world changed or whatever. Um, so that's number six. We'll, let's start, let's paint the picture of where each of us were in 1994, January of 1994, like what our age was and kind of what stage of life we were in. Um, so Christy, if you want to start. Okay, sure. Um, so I was 19 years old. I was a sophomore at Berry College in Rome, Georgia. And um, the January 10th, um, the day our dad died was actually the first day of the spring semester of my sophomore year of college. Okay. Kara? Uh, so I was 17 and in my senior year of high school. So still living at home. And Kendra? I was 15 and in 10th grade in high school. And I was 14 uh, in eighth grade. So middle schooler. Um, you know, a day that changed our lives, I would think. I think maybe for, I know for me, that was a day where I can kind of mark things in my life happening either before that day or after that day. Um, and, you know, a man who I thought was larger than life was suddenly very sick and, and gone um, within, within hours. So, you know, what impact did the death of our father have on you personally and us as a sibling group? Nobody wants to go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start. I think for me, just as a 14 year old, that was, that propelled my emotional maturity. It would, it like was a rapid thing for me. You know, the, the small things, the teen drama didn't really make much sense to me after that, or th- I was able to think things weren't as big as, Um, what other kids, my friends thought may have been a big deal because of experiencing that, um, you know, friend issues and boyfriend, girlfriend stuff, you know, school things, they really didn't matter much to me after that. Um, And I had a different perspective and and my priorities kind of changed a little bit after that day. Um, so that's kind of how it personally affected me right there in the, in the moment, I guess. 
Yeah, I was kind of thinking along the same lines, like, you know, I graduated and went off to college and left home. So with a much better perspective on what what really matters in life than probably most kids do heading off to their freshman year of college. Um, but on the on the downside of it, this is something I've just thought of recently and um you know, didn't really realize until now, but I think it made me sort of um, like be careful of, you know, what I was willing to care about and not, not get too invested in, in too many people hmm. because of being afraid of losing them. Yeah. I kind of feel like I've lost, I lost like a sense of security, like, um, you know, something about just having a father in the house was, a, you know, even like if, when he would go off on those trips and stuff with the mission trips, it, I would just be so scared. And it's like, as long as he was there, I didn't ever think anything was going to happen to us, you know? And then I just felt like it's just kind of a sense of security was lost too. And, um, then I remember kind of the same thing. I even now, like, would just try to avoid any kind of emotional, like I don't do well with emotional things like that. Even now, I think losing somebody at a young age, it was, and it's hard to process and, and know what to be around people like death. I still like, feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's still, you know, so personal and so open, even after all this time, it's still the, those feelings come back as like, I feel like I'm a 15 year old again. Yeah. Not really knowing how to process it, what to say, you know, what to do. Um, so, um, and I feel like I kind of rebelled to some extent afterwards, like, because it was kind of like he was an authority figure too for us. And like with that going, I feel like I just kind of rebelled and, you know, did things I shouldn't have done or, you know, wouldn't have done. Um yeah it's still and then I almost like compartmentalize everything too like I just don't dwell on it or or try to I just try to compartmentalize it and not I remember feeling like you know I was the oldest sibling still left at home so I felt like a big responsibility was on me to kind of pick up some of the slack so I remember like cutting the grass or Mm -hmm. I'm doing other things like that to, to feel like I needed to make up for some of the things that he had always done that he wasn't there to do mm-hmm. so that it didn't all fall on mama. Yeah. I have to mm-hmm. handle all of that by herself. Yeah. And looking back, um, I don't know why. I mean, it never occurred to me not to go back to school that semester, but now looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? I should have taken that semester off and I should have been home, you know, so there's, there's guilt there sometimes for not being there for everybody else, you know, but. But then you kind of had to deal with it on your own, you know, we were all still together and you, you were Mm -hmm. mm, almost on your own. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was some of that too, but then also it was like, it almost wasn't real either, you know, mm-hmm. because I wasn't mm-hmm. there. So I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't there every day, 
you know, to, mm-hmm. to see that daddy's not coming home. It was, you know, so I could almost at times pretend like nothing had happened, you know? So I think that mm-hmm. that made it more difficult to, to, mm-hmm. to grieve and get that closure. So it's funny that all four of us experienced the same tragedy, but yet we've all taken a different view on it and looked at it in a different way or had a different perspective on it. Uh, all sad all the way around, you know, like on all the questions of why is this and mm-hmm. what was this for? And, um, you know, why hasn't, why hasn't mama found someone else? You know, why is she after 27 years still been the widow that she was on January 11th of 1994? You know, why? I think those questions kind of run through my head sometimes too. And, um, you know, these, these 10 grandchildren that haven't gotten to experience, you know, him telling a joke or, having a nickname for him or something like that horsey rides around the floor yeah. like he mm-hmm. always did with us yeah. with all four yeah. of us piled on his back mm-hmm. and then you yeah. see you see parts of him in in our children mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. oh lord yes <laughs> <laughs> good the bad and the ugly, ugly. Mm-hmm. and you know mama mama always says that we we chose husbands who have some kind of similarity to daddy, some kind of quality or characteristic that he had to. So um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was impactful. And I don't know. I think in the, our next question, we'll talk about that. But I think that we would not be the people that we are today if that not had, had happened. Um, and the whole the whole thing of, you know, God turns out good out of, out of any situation. Um, so I think that's made us stronger and eventually it wasn't an automatic thing, of course, but like, how did that impact us as a sibling group? Like the four of us together, I guess we're bonded in that. We're like, you say, we all experienced, we all experienced. So we all know kind of what, what the other ones have gone through. Um, I think we're probably closer to mama now as adults than maybe we would have been if we knew she had him there with her all the time Mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be as likely to check up on her or help her out with things or do do that all of that I ran into Uncle Carl and Aunt Betty Ann at the store last week. They were over here shopping and we talked for a long time and we started talking about daddy and, you know, they were talking about how much they missed him and, you know, how, how long it's been. And um, one thing I told them was, I'm really glad that he never suffered. You know, we're at the age now where our, our parents and our in-laws are, are getting older and, it's it's not easy to watch them go downhill so Mm -hmm. at least I can be glad that we never had to watch him you know get to where he couldn't do the things he wanted to do because you know he was always doing something Mm -hmm. I don't think he would have done well as a 
mm-hmm. old, old person who yeah. couldn't go and do like he wanted to. So at least we never had to watch him suffer like that. Yeah. That's kind of what's mm-hmm. kind of brought me peace in the long run. And, you know, I know that God, God has a perfect plan. And I always think that he said, you know, I never wanted to suffer with cancer. And, you know, because he had watched people he worked with. And then, you know, Aunt Winnell got cancer young. A couple of his cousins got cancer young. I was thinking maybe, you know, I don't I don't know God's idea, but that's just mm-hmm. something I've kind of always thought about. Well, you know, maybe something like that was going to happen. And God just, you know, had a better plan. And it's not to ask why, just to trust and faith. And we'll, we'll have our answers one day. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll all see each other again in heaven. And that's that's how you make peace with it. And yeah. All right. So do y'all think that our the paths that we chose or that we are living now would have been different if daddy was still alive or was still with us? Do you think our paths would be different? Our lives would look different? I do. Like, I don't... I always think I don't know that I ever would have moved out of Georgia, like moved when I got the job I got out of college and um, wound up being transferred to Alabama and then transferring to Texas. I don't know that I ever would have done that if daddy were still alive. Um, And so then, you know, moving to Texas and the people I met there and that's where I met Mickey. And I mean, you know, it changed my, my life. And so I don't know that I ever would have done that. Um, because if daddy hadn't approved of something or, you know, mm-hmm. like that I ever would have moved away from, from being close, close by. So. First I was going to say no, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I went off to college for that first year and then I came back home again. And um, I don't know if I would have done that if he were still there. Cause I think I, I might not have moved beyond that typical teenage. These parents are driving me crazy. I have to get out of here mm-hmm. thing if, if not for this. So I might've gone left and stayed gone. And then, you know, my whole course of my life would have looked very different too. Right. Kendra, I don't what do know. you think? I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, to know that, but I mean, I think I still would have chose, um, you know, I think I still would have chose to be a nurse because that's what I always wanted to be even before that. But actually after he died, I went through a period of where I couldn't even like go in a hospital. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like, I couldn't even watch a show on TV that I thought that something was going to happen to somebody and they were going to have to come give to my bad news. Like, so, but now even like, it makes me, I guess it makes me more sensitive to it that I need to do. If I've got somebody that's maybe not doing well, I need to do everything I can to help that patient. Like if I need to, you know, get them moved to another place, another floor, just, I need to do everything I can because I feel like I know what that's like mm-hmm. more than some, I don't know. I just feel like I have more of a grasp of, okay, this is serious. Let's, let's do everything we can do. I, I don't know. <laughs> or, or this is someone's, this is someone's dad or this is mm-hmm. someone's mom. And, yeah. 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 I kind of go uh, back and forth on the uh, answer to that question. Yeah. 
because it was like a yes and no, but yes, because Christy, you were able, he encouraged you to go to the school that you wanted to go to. Like he went with you and mm-hmm. moved you in and went to orientation and, and him and mama right. were <laughs> with you together yeah. in that. Well, that was where he wanted me to go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, being a part of that. Yeah. And Kara, I think you had, had you already chosen to go to, to Georgia Southern before he passed? I don't think so. I think I decided in the spring of that year. Okay. So I think he, he was going to allow us the freedom to do to go and follow our dreams. But also like Christy said, if he didn't approve of something, I probably would have been less likely to do that thing, you know, and maybe stick closer to home or, you know, do something totally different than what, how my life has turned out. Um, But mama continued that pattern with us. She, she allowed us to to follow our dreams and to go and, and she didn't want to hold us back and, um, or worry ourselves or concern ourselves with her well being. So I don't know. It's a yes and no question for me. I don't, it's something we'll never know how that, how that turned out. All right. Enough of that. Let's go, let's move on to, (laughs) let's move on to something a little more lighter. Um, thank y'all for sharing that. I don't even know that the four of us have really sat down and talked about that um, and to do Mm-mm. it here with an audience of however many people that took a lot of courage. So I thank y'all. You owe us big time. Yeah. <laughs> send me a bill in the mail. <laughs> um, okay. So what lessons from our upbringing were top priority for you to pass on to your kids or for you to use in your parenting, um, now? Anyone? I think I said it before, I said it before too. Yeah. That, um, just, you know, making church a party, you know, God passing on those values, um, family, you know, having family close, being, you know, close to our family um and just kind of I don't know I think I'm kind of strict too I don't let my kids go anywhere do anything you know I want to know where you're going what you're doing (laughs) you know (laughs) I think what you were talking about a few minutes ago the way they let us pursue whatever we decided we wanted to pursue you know um, it's cliche, but that old saying about, you know, what you're supposed to give your kids is roots and wings. Hmm. And I think that they did a good, good job of that. Um, and that's what I want to try to do for my kids too, is make sure they know who they are and where they've come from, but that they also can try things, mess up, try again, follow the, follow their own path. Yeah. Christine, what about you? Um, I mean, I think what y'all, what y'all said, and then just um, having a work ethic, you know, of, and, um, and then serving other people too. 
you know, using whatever gifts you have to, um, to help other people. I think that's really important and hard <laughs> to, yeah. you know, to try to teach your kids. <laughs> they're yeah. not the they're not the the center of the universe right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a hard one <laughs> um this is so not even on the on the thing but like how do you think the how do you see your kids and how they interact with their siblings how do you see that as is that kind of a reflection of how we interacted with each other growing up? Or do you see some differences? I know you'll have boys and girls and we were all girls. So there's some differences there, but um, do you like just sit and watch them interact and then laugh thinking, well, that <laughs> reminds me a lot of how we were. There may or may not have been some chasing <laughs> each other around the house with sharp <laughs> objects uh -oh. around here in the past. <laughs> 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 everything comes back around to bite you in the yeah. butt yeah that's what I think because I listened to two of mine first and I think oh my goodness this is me and Carmen said <laughs> 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 so they're they're a boy they're a boy and a girl <laughs> but they're still two years apart and so kind of close in age mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. I was like oh my goodness <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> getting payback <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then hopefully they'll grow up to get along. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. grow out of it. Yeah. I see Kendall like thinking that she kind of knows everything, <laughs> especially like related to school and stuff because she's been there. And so she's trying to tell Gibson how stuff is. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I have a quiet house when, you know, Shelby's in her room there. It's pretty quiet. So she can't argue <laughs> with herself very much. <laughs> she can't argue with her daddy. And that gets a little, it's like having two kids sometimes. <laughs> so what's something, if there was anything in our life that um, maybe we, we got and we shouldn't have got <laughs> that we don't want to pass on attitudes or you know the way we look at the world or something like that yeah I don't really know the best way to say it but um I'm glad that that my children have more opportunity to interact with more diverse people than what we had growing mm -hmm. up and part of that was I mean you know it was we went to the same school for our entire lives we went to the same church for our entire lives we knew the same people you know but so that's one thing that that I'm glad that like I don't want to pass on that mm -hmm. that idea that you know these are the people that we want to be around right you know? We just want to be around people that look like us and think like us and act like us, you know? But, mm -hmm. I feel like we spent a lot of our childhood and teenage years just in front of the TV. And that <laughs> may be me, you know, not remembering very well, but 
Um, I've always tried to put more of a limit on TV time than, than we had when we were younger. Or just the quality of TV that was, <laughs> is being watched too. I can remember sitting watching Dallas on a Friday night and I'm, I'm seven, eight, nine years old. It's so not, <laughs> so not appropriate. <laughs> no, we had to bust out a Wednesday night church and fly home to make it for mm-hmm. what dynasty. was the Wednesday night dynasty dynasty. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't say um, righteous yeah. living <laughs> yeah. or the, the soap operas that we sat in front of and watched every summer, mm-hmm. you know, from recorded 12, on yeah. the VCR from 1230 yeah. to four, right. Mm-hmm. We were in front of the TV. <laughs> And those are some things, you know, what, what did we learn from those that probably wasn't very godly or very biblical? Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably do a whole nother podcast on that. Yeah. yeah. We had, you know, I have, I've had to reteach my brain a little bit that, yeah, I, I don't need to, my life doesn't need to look like what it looked like on a soap opera or what it looked like in a book or, or this or that, you know? So it's, those are things I don't want to pass on to Shelby that, you you have to strive for the life that you see someone else having because a lot of times it's not as it seems or you know comparing yourself to this person or that person it's it's like a mind trap um if you're not careful you're always discontent and discouraged and you know just not happy and i don't want that to be a part of of who she is or her life anything else on that one all right. Last question. How do you, we relate now as adult siblings and how can we in, be intentional about keeping our bond strong in the future? I think that's definitely something that I could improve on is just more frequent contact and communication with y'all. It's, it's, it's so easy to be busy, busy, busy. And, you know, all of a sudden months have passed and we haven't talk to each other, seeing each other. And it's not because we don't want to, but it takes some extra effort. I think we can use that we are, we're not in close proximity to each other too, as an excuse sometimes. And that should not be I know I do that. Oh, well, I don't know what they're up to. So I don't want to bother them or this or that. And um, I think sometimes that's just an excuse that I use to not take the time to send a quick text or, you know, sit down and, and call one of you guys or whatever. Well, I think we need to do this again, like at, at the beach, like Kara said, I think mm-hmm. we need to um, plan another beach trip. I know when we did that for your birthday, Two, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, that was a lot we could fun. do that like every other year at least, couldn't we? Yeah. If somebody's birthday all the time. I was time. about to say, who, t- <laughs> who has a big birthday this year? Uh, mama. 45 count. Oh, mama. mama. Yeah, wow. 75. Who's turning 45? Yeah. Uh-oh. No, That's no. a big one. <laughs> it's downhill to 50 after that. <laughs> Well, you know, I always try and add some scripture to the, to every episode, and there's not really a lot that speaks directly to 
siblings. Um, but we know that God created man and woman and they, he put them in the framework of family and then everything, every institution throughout the, the scripture is based on family. You know, church is about family and Jesus being the groom and the bride is the church. And all of these things are, are based within the framework of family and how do we treat each other? And so I just came up with a few verses, um, three to be exact about how we can, we can look at each other and how we can treat each other. And I feel like maybe we didn't always get it right, but, um, and we hope that it's evident now that we do treat each other with respect and love. And, um, I think we've got a good base of, of how to interact with each other. And hopefully our relationship as siblings will be an encouragement to someone else. Um, the first one is Galatians five twenty six, And it says, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Um, so a lot of times there's a sibling rivalry that happens within families. And I don't think that that was ever present. Um, well, it wasn't for me. And I hope that it wasn't for, uh, present for either of any of y'all. Um, but I don't think we're conceited or provoking or envy, envious of each other. Um, and that goes with a, a humble spirit and um, a gentle spirit. The next one is Ephesians uh, 4.32. And it says to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Um, another good way to interact um, with the people that you are uh, part of a family and that you love. And then uh, Philippians 2, uh, 3 and 4 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. And so I think as we continue to interact as um as sisters who are adults and who have our own lives, we can put these principles into practice as we interact with each other, whether that's over the phone or text, or even when we are um, face to face with each other. So just some good, some good uh, truth to encourage us. Um, let's pray. And then we'll kind of conclude with one last question uh, before we wrap it up. Okay. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time this, um, that we have carved out to, um, for us to sit and chat as sisters. God, I thank you for these three um, women of God who you have blessed me with. And thank you for the um, parents that you gave to us. Uh, you picked them to be our parents and, and we are grateful for it. Thank you for the lessons that they taught us. Thank you that they had a firm foundation um, rooted in, in faith in you and they pass that on to us. And I pray that you would help us to pass that on to our children and that um, even our grandchildren one day would be able to, to look back and, and say that we were, we had a positive impact on them. Help us to continue to love each other and to, to think, uh, look to each other's own, um, each other's interests before we look to our own. 
God, we love you and we thank you for Jesus and we pray in his name. Amen. All right. Last thing, any advice to offer to those listening who have adult siblings who may be strained or kind of disconnected, distant, any advice that you want to give to them? Make the effort. It's worth it. I know some people still hold on to petty things from long time ago, you know, and it's, it's just not worth it. Because, you know, when, like I tell my kids, I was like, one day we're going to be gone, and the only family you're going to have is going to be your siblings and their family. So, you know, don't, you know, be, be close now and, and continue to be close as you can, as you can, because one day that's all you're going to have. I think that that holding the grudges and things like that it hurts you more than it's hurting that other person so mm-hmm. just let it let go of whatever it is and mm-hmm. for you know forgive them because it's it's hurting you too you know hurting you yeah. more and I would add to that you know just be there for each other even if you can't be in the same room you know, be there for each other, um, laugh together, make intentional plans to get together and, and to be, you know, to be a family. And then when you are take time to, to reminisce on the, the good times that you spent together and laugh about it. And, um, reminiscing and remembering is always fun for me. And, we do a pretty good job of doing that when we get together. So, and we can laugh at ourselves too. So that's fun. Well, girls, I have appreciated uh, y'all taking the time out of your day. Uh, well, two nights actually, it turned out being, and then out of your comfort zones um, to come on here and to join me. And I've been dreaming about doing this for a long time and I appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.